Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Shall we lift up our hands and appreciate the Lord for that awesome time of worship? Uh, so much blessing, so much grace. Father, we are grateful. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you for the songs of our lips that were raised unto you this morning, even this evening. We thank you, Lord, for putting these songs even in our mouths. For there's no song we can sing except the song you place in our mouths and in our hearts that's acceptable to you. Father, we thank you. We thank you for this time of singing, O oh God, unto you, O oh God. Even accordance with scriptures, edifying ourselves even in song. Thank you, our Father. We are lifted. We are encouraged, O oh God. Our spirits are lifted even this evening, O oh God, for to meet with you upon this holy mountain. We are grateful, our Father. Thanks be to our God. Thank you, our Lord, for the anointing. Thank you, O Lord, for the grace. Thank you for the outpouring of your spirit, O oh God. We give you praise, our Father. Bless Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Glory be to God in the highest. Glory be to God in the highest. In Jesus' name we have given thanks. Amen. Praise the Lord. Good. I have, I have, I have a portion for even for this session, and I've ordained 
ordained you. I've ordained you to press out. For you are anointed of me. You are anointed. Speak. I give you a blessing of the Father. Speak, speak, for you are an agent of the Father. Share the Spirit of the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, in line with your words this morning, this evening, I believe when I say amen. I believe when I say amen. I believe you have a word for your people and you will speak that word even this evening and it will be heard even by the hearts of your people and everyone will be edified because the words you speak, Lord, are spirits and are life. You will speak life to us all. Your words will be heard and your name will be glorified. Father, thank you. I align under the grace even upon this work, the grace upon your servant, the grace upon your servant, the grace upon our pastors, the grace under which we are growing. Thank you, because this grace will speak. This grace will speak. The grace that's responsible even for the raising, even of this fellowship. The grace that's responsible for the raising of this community. This grace will speak and will be edified. We'll be helped by your mercy in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you. Blessed be your name forever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay. Second uh, Corinthians chapter 12. Just a few words. And just a short charge before daddy comes up. I know we want to continue where we, from where we stopped yesterday. Something is building and we need ample time to have it be brought forth. Okay. Second um, Corinthians chapter 12. I'm reading from verse 7. He says, and lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. Now, from this scripture, we, I, it's, it's easy to deduce that God was not ex- against the exaltation of Paul. He wasn't against his exaltation. But as daddy has been teaching us, there is a measure to which you shouldn't be exalted above. Now, when you don't have that measure, it's clear from this scripture that abundance of revelation can make you, can bring an exaltation upon you above the measure that you have been earmarked to be exalted to. For example, I'm going somewhere with this. Because we're talking about the fellowship of the, we're talking about the Father and the Son. Um, One of the, the, Building blocks, one of the, the materials responsible for raising the sun is revelation. Revelation in abundance. The revelation that Paul had in abundance was not given to him by Satan. No. It was a supply of grace of heaven. But, and this is where we need a whole lot of wisdom around revelation. There was the propensity for the abundance of revelation to give Paul an exhortation that was not in the mind of he who gave the abundance of revelation. One will wonder, why would God give you something as abundant as that, knowing fully well that it could bring you an exhortation? Why? Uh, God is a God of abundance. God does not do things in half measure. I mean, he knew how many fish would have broken the net of Peter when he told him, cast the net. 
and he caught fish and the net was about to break. Do you think God did not know how many fish? He knew. He said, I have come that you may have life and have it in trickles. He is a God of abundance. He does things in abundance. Why? Because he is inexhaustible. But the abundance of revelation that was poured out to someone like Paul was not supposed to be for his undoing. There was something Pastor Tyler said in, in, in a meeting, one of our meetings here in Lagos, and it is, it's, it's, it's stuck with me. He said one of the wisdoms we must have as children of God is how to use all the, oh, the abundance of revelation to become little. Now, the reason for the, now, without that abundance of revelation, you cannot become little. It's the instrument for making you small. It is actually the instrument. But there is a way you can look at revelation and see it not as something to shrink you or make you disappear. Rather, something for you to stand upon and herald yourself. Now, when the owner of the revelation comes and gives that revelation, depending on, on his, his uh, I won't let me not say the love, but depending on his, his, his program for your life, so to speak. For Paul, it was a message of Satan. Jesus had the exact same experience in his walk with God. He had a visitation of abundance of revelation. But we never saw a message of Satan come to Jesus. Why? Because, well, one well, thing about Jesus, Jesus' natural age was in tandem with his spiritual age. You know something about abundance of revelation? When you, have, when you hear abundance of revelation, I'm going to talk about the father and son because, you see, like I said earlier, the, one of the components for raising his son is abundance of revelation. But one thing that the Lord is doing for showing us uh, as the, 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 let's say the flip side to the abundance of revelation is how to turn these revelations into a nature or a way. And if it doesn't become a way, it has a tendency of exalting you. And when it begins to exalt you, it is now, it is now the quote-unquote, I put it in very high parenthesis, the revelation is almost beginning to malfunction. Because God did not give you revelation to make you feel like, to, to raise you to such an, um, to, 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 to pump you higher than your, your person. Look at our Lord Jesus in the book of Luke, uh, Luke chapter 2. Let's look at him. We're going to look at Jesus' reaction to abundance revelation and how the Lord handled it in the life of our Lord Jesus. We are still talking about the themes, Father and the Son, but um, I, lo- I love the route through which Mommy came this morning. Mommy blessed me so much, uh, as usual. Mommy is always a blessing. I have the privilege of following Mommy for meetings, and I, every time I go out with Mommy, there's something specific that drops, and I'm always excited. That's why I always like following Mommy up and down. All right. Um, Luke chapter 2. Uh, let's read verse 40. Luke chapter 2, verse 40. This is Jesus as uh, um, from, well, if you read this book of, book of Luke chapter 2, talk about Jesus' uh, upbringing. And this is a very familiar story, very popular story we would know. But let's just start from verse 14. He says, And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Let's say amen. This was an exaltation of Jesus as it were. I mean, you see, the, see, the, see his resume in the spirit. He grew. He waxed strong in the spirit. Um, he was filled with wisdom. Um, the grace of God was upon him. I mean, that is enough to start a ministry. I mean, you are filled with, filled with wisdom. They say, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask God. This one was filled with wisdom. He was waxing strong in the spirit. Whatever that means, you know it's a good thing. It's not a bad thing to work strong in spirit. And then the words, we, all, we, all, we all understand this one. The grace of God was upon him. But he did what everybody with abundance of revelation will do. What do you do with abundance of revelation? You share. Somebody say share. Somebody say share. 
What do you do with abundance revelation? You share. Now, this is where we as young people need to be very, very wise. You don't really want a messenger of Satan. If you don't know you don't want one, let me announce to you that actually you don't want a messenger of Satan. Because it's not, it's not a funny sort of something. It's not a funny something. What will make a whole Paul beseech God? Now, I can tell you, before he started beseeching God, he did what all what we would normally do with faith. You will rebuke. You will stand your ground. You will exalt. You will do that. You will stand. You will confess. And then the thing is not going. When he say beseech, you have, you, have, you have entered begging mode. You are begging God. God, please. If you have never seen anything, if you have never been there, you don't want to go there. Say, God, if is it the devil I offended? Tell, be back, tell him, tell him sorry. I'm, anybody I've offended, you will be confessing sins you, have, you are going to commit. You will be confessing the ones you, you have committed in your dream. You just want this thing to be lifted. He said, I besought the Lord thrice because of the abundance revelation. But there was something there that was not in Jesus. Now, this is what I want. Let, let's just look at Jesus' uh, dealing, what, what Jesus did with the abundance of revelation. A very popular story. Um, verse 41. Now Jesus did what everybody would do with a bunch of revelation. He says, now his parents went, for, went to Jerusalem every year at uh, the uh, Feast of Passover. And when, and when he was 12 years old, this is a 12-year-old. Somebody say 12 years old. Abundance of revelation, but 12 years old. You know, there's Edna, you can see in this passage, which we will read, that Jesus began to be exalted by reason of the abundance of revelation he had. But he was 12 years old. How do I know? He was interacting with doctors of the law. People, you, know, you have to know, understand the hierarchy system in, in Israel. A child cannot be talking to, it's not like these days, modern world, where you, know, you want to talk to your child, child has rights. They don't have those things in those days. If you grow up in a proper Yoruba house, children are seen and not heard. That is how it was. Yeah, that's how it was. There's nothing, and Jesus did not have any extra special anything to make him stand out. No, he grew up the way every normal Jewish child would grow up. But he had abundance of revelation. Now, revelation started to speak. After, for five days, his parents were looking for him. When they found him, to cut the story short because of my time, they found him in the temple. Somebody think about it. He was there for five days. Was he, was he fasting? Was he fasting? He was sharing revs, and the rev was producing food. Oh my God. He was producing food. He was eating. I can tell you, if that boy was 12 years old, hunger would dry up all his revs. If you are 12 years old and you're hungry, you say, look, right now I want to eat. Say, what? I, give me food. They would, I can just imagine Jesus sitting in that temple. Surround, his parents walked in and they saw him surrounded with, let's say in those days, they say, Bobo and uh, um, 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 Cheese Ball and um, um, Burger King. And just, because they were just, they just loved what was coming out of his mouth. Somebody say, abundance of revelation. Abundance of revelation will exalt you. And can give you a false estimation of yourself. Do you know how many 12 years old, 12 year olds in spirit have started ministry? 12 years. But a lot of rest. I want us to, you, if, if we need to appreciate God for how the God is leading our servant. This herald that came at the end of Anamnesis Pyramidic talks about the apostle of way. This is the secret to turning revelation into life. Because the devil is not afraid of abundance of revelation. No. You can be immature and handle abundance of revelation, have abundance of revelation. But abundance of revelation will not fall Satan. It is a nature that will fall him. It's a way, a manner of life that that abundance should work out in you that will cause him to fall. So he doesn't mind you coming because he knows that if you're not well schooled, that your abundance of revelation can become where you stand. And you'll be in temple five days. You ignore your parents and you'll be sharing revs. 
You will share and share, and your parents will come to you and ask you. Well, for five days, we've been looking for you. And then they travel for a day going. They didn't see him. Travel for a day coming back. They didn't find him. They look for him for three days. And at the end of five days, imagine the agony of his parents. Abundance revelation upon an immature soul. Somebody say, hi, you're talking about Jesus. Jesus grew the way all of us are growing. The way you are, Jesus was like that. It's just that Jesus had a joker, which is what we're going to look at. Because Jesus did not receive that messenger of Satan. And I think I like that route. Personally, I think I like that route. Uh, if it's avoidable, why go through it? I mean, so Paul went to abandon that. Uh, well, if Jesus, maybe, maybe, maybe I may stand to be corrected, but if possible, let this cup pass. Let me look for the one that do, I can, I, that, the way I walk so that I can also have a bunch of revelation and then walk in a particular way so that, that that message of Satan doesn't, it's not a funny something. It's not a funny something. Reading on. Where am I? Okay. So, let's, okay, uh, I'll paraphrase most of the scripture. Let's read for, um, verse 48 from verse 48. He says, and when they, they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said unto him, son, why hast thou dealt with us thus? I mean, does that sound like praise? So they, they rebuked Jesus. Of course, he was a 12-year-old with revs. Some of us are very young and you have revs. And because of that now, your parents can no longer talk to you. Uh, Jesus was there. Was he know or not that I'm about my father's business? If that was an African mother. You know what is following after that? Even before they start asking him questions, you know what is? But she, the, the rejoicing of the mother became. You know, our parents have, they'd be so happy when, you know, when you first, I, I find myself doing that sometimes. You know, you're so happy the child was not injured. You start flogging the child out of happiness. You're happy. What is wrong with you, child? Oh, no. I, remember, I remember one day in direction I got lost. I didn't get lost. I was playing hide and seek in my house. And I hid so well that my sister didn't find me. And I think she just wanted to set me up. That's my own personal thing. But I may be wrong. My father and I came out and shouted, look, and I was still hiding. They said, Kai, I'm, I'm a master. I'm a master hideist. I'm a hideist. When my father, when I finally came out, I didn't, the next thing was slap. The other slap was happiness that I was not kidnapped. But that's how it responded. Now, if... When the mother was telling him here, why have you done this to us? He said, without no, I will be at my, my father's business. That is abundance revelation talking. I'm, I'm, I mean, my mommy, don't you understand? <laughs> now, all of us know that Jesus was being specially schooled by the father. You know that. His upbringing was being monitored by God in heaven. See the next verse. Verse 50. And they understood not what <laughs> no, so not the saying which he spake unto them. Kitty, but why you so? What's this guy say? They didn't understand it. God, God the Father now steps in. Read verse 51. It says, And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was what? Subject unto them. Somebody say subject. subject. You see, the secret of surviving abundance of revelation, my brethren, is being subject. For Jesus, it was his parents. It was his parents. At that time in his life, he was about to launch out. I mean, he was going to be 13. By 13 in Israel, you are an adult. You can stand with your father's, negotiate business on your father's behalf. You, are, you can be punished for a crime as an adult. You are, you, you, it's, in fact, it's a big celebration at 13. At age 12, they came to him and said, be subject. The father stepped in. Now, this shows me something. There's nothing the Lord will expect from you if he didn't instruct you. He expects you to do what he told you. You cannot escape... Any movement of darkness without instruction. Here he was, you know, he said my father's business. 
Now, when you say father, you're, you're automatically, they say son, there's sonship. There's a level of sonship involved somewhere. But at this level, God knew that, okay, this, this, this young man needs instruction. They instructed him, be subject to your parents. Be sub- he never ever went to that temple again the way he went then. He never did that again. Why? An instruction for his keeping had come. To, to safeguard his being raised around this abundance of revelation that came to him. Fast forward Jesus' life now. So can someone please tell me how much time I've left? I don't know when I started. Fast forward now to when G- uh, um, um, John chapter John 5, where he was now beginning to describe to us what a son is to a father. You know, here I was saying it's about his father's business. It's about his father by reason of bondage and revelation. But the father had to subject him to leadings that will take it, that will craft that instruction into a manner of life that Satan would be afraid of. Now, see him in John, John chapter 5, verse 19. He was defining to us what a son is. He now said, The son can do nothing of himself. Excuse me, at 12 years old, was that his reality? No. I mean, he could stand with doctors and why was he flowing with them? I mean, the doctors were reading the Old Testament. The Old Testament was the spirit of Christ that wrote it. They were just describing things that the father might have told him when he was two, three, four. He said, I understand this now. I understand that just being, being, being a child around Revelation. But they knew that Satan's not afraid of that formation. Satan's afraid of this one because he now sees somebody who is mature enough to, despite all the abundance of his revelation, he can wait to hear. Not just wait. He has the capacity to see what the father is doing. The reason for revelation is to give you eyes to see what God is doing. You can have rev and don't know what God is doing. Then you use your rev and scatter what God is doing. Then you know that you are not a son. You are not a son. You can, no, I mean, when you say son, in, in Jew, in the mind of Jews, son and father are the same. There's no difference. It's written there in scripture. That's same John chapter 5. If you go up to, I think, verse, the verse before this, I think, verse 18, I think. Yes, therefore the Jews sought more to kill him, not because not only had he broken the Sabbath, but he called, but, but, what, but also, but, what, what, how am I saying? But also said that God was his father, doing what? Making himself what? Equal with God. How can you say, when you say son and father, it's one thing, because it's one nature in the two of them. It's actually one nature. Two entities, but exactly the same nature. How do you work that nature? You have to see what the Father is doing. You see, the reason for the abundance of eyes is not to have many things to say. It's to see a manner of life that is exclusively the Father that Satan does not understand. So when you are, when they now, when they now deck you with all your strength and they send you out to go and heal only one person, you will do it with all sense of conviction because that is what the Father is doing. I will not overstep my bounds. As young people, we get into trouble because we overstep our bounds. You are not a son. A son, we sees, he, has, he has, first of all, capacity to see what the father is doing. And he's comfortable with what the father is doing. I will never outstep or step outside what the father is doing because he lacks the ability. See what he said concerning himself in John chapter 5 verse 30. He now, when he now t- told us that actually this is him. You know, in 19, he described what the son is. You know when he says, son of God, son of God. I'm just saying, this is son, this is son, this is son. They told us what a son actually. Son is somebody who can do nothing of himself, despite all his abilities, despite the abundance of revelations. You see, revelations can give you capacities that are not your own in your mind. One thing that the son has learned to do is that he raises permission higher than his revelation. So he said, I can of myself do nothing. That's what mommy was telling us this, this afternoon. That is a son. 
no matter what I think I know, and I know it's good to have this kind of attitude when you are following, when you are a follower. You open your Bible sometimes and you hear, Gah! and you say one spirit to tell you, Kai, Reverend K has not seen this one. Wow. If it has not happened to you, it has happened to all of you. <laughs> if it has not happened, wait. Wait, grow small. Pastor talked about telling us about growing to certain level. Some spirits are not interested in you until you grow. Satan was not interested in Jesus until God shouted, this is my beloved son. All his teenage years, he had, he had boys that were handling those ones. Boys that tempt teenagers, boys that tempt young adults. When that shout came from heaven, Satan turned and said, who is this person attracting shout from Elohim? Who is he? He had to grow to be tempted. And yourself, you will grow to the point where you begin to see Rev. Say, ah, Rev. K has not seen this one. Wow. He hasn't said, ah, no, no, no. That's what will make somebody open his mouth and say something. Mm, no, 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 go that brat. But, but, if you are talking about sonship, sonship is not insane. When the Lord announced to us in an amnesis pyramid at the end of it that God has raised for us an apostle of the way, you don't know how much of a breakthrough that is. Jesus is very much interested in us working out a conversation that's a threat to Satan, not just words. Because the, the world we are coming to now, people who have many things to say, oh, they will talk about Jesus. Jesus even said it. People will say, I am Christ. You can read it in many ways, but it's one of the interpretations that will say that Jesus is Christ. But you will look at the conversation. Look at the manner of life that this, his own declaration of Jesus is bringing out. You know that this is not the Lord. So it's not enough for me to say seven golden eyes, uh, seven golden candlesticks, um, 12 horns, 12 eyes. As much as that, all that is to work out a conversation as a threat to Satan. How do you get that? You, you have capacity to see what the father is doing. That is the blessing of sonship. You see what the father is doing. You are in love with what the father is doing. And you will never overstep your boundary. Rev Shaxo. Hmm. It's must because it is wine. I mean, I've, I've opened my Bible, I saw something, and I walked like 50 meters before I got to myself. I was in school then. I just got out as walking. <laughs> Catatonic. I'm a rev. It was, it was Bible I read. But eh, you walk ahead, walk and come back. How has that, what has, it, until it has translated to a conversation that's a threat, it keeps coming. Is there, is, there, is a, there is a way, that's what that is describing. If we say we have, at the end of all our revelation, if at the end of the day you don't see where you are not measuring up, then you have not seen anything. So if we say we have no sin, we are deceiving ourselves. Truth has not entered because when truth begins to enter, that doctor told us yesterday, there's the way that leads to truth. When you are walked a little bit on the way, you begin to see truth. Truth will begin to judge anything in you that's against that way. And then you begin to look at yourself and say, ah, I'm not okay. I'm not okay. That's a person that's growing. Many of us have cried when we are growing. You look at yourself, you are, you are, you are, you are, you are, you are just ashamed of yourself. You are growing. You are growing because you are beginning to recognize places where, you see, light is shining and it's showing all those places where cockroaches have hidden. You know, cockroaches hide in places that are dark in your house. When you shine light there, you know, say, ah, there's a cockroach here. It has been living there comfortably, undisturbed, unperturbed. Okay. In fact, you have even been feeding it by mistake. You know, you throw food on the ground. It eats it. Yeah, you're very fellowshipping with the cockroach. Then happily, a light came. Bam. And I say, ah, I'm living amongst cockroaches. And then you begin to sweep. I say, oh, this house is so dirty. It was dirty before, but there was no light. When light now came, you know, ah, that means to be, that's what Pastor Tucker was telling us yesterday. That as light increases, we begin to see where we are not measuring up. If your light is increasing and you are seeing where you are making it, that light is not good. 
at the end of the day, your light are so shone that you now see that how you are higher than everybody else. It's not light that shone. The Bible says, live light that being is darkness. That is darkness that shone. You are upside down. You see, we are, you, 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 we are coming to the seasons where we are in those seasons where God has to pour out abundance of revelation. Why? Because abundance of revelation are the, are the raw materials for raising a son. But the son has to know how to traffic with those revelations by leading of the spirit, by not overstepping your bounds. Know your formal limitation. There's one man of God who says, who says this a lot and I say it in closing. Anywhere you think you are, you think you are, look at yourself, say, right now I am in the holiest of all. Says, good thing, good, a good rule of thumb for you. Dial the steps back, 50, 50 spaces, 50 paces. If it takes you outside of the camp, stay there and believe you're outside the camp. Anything that wants to push you, because that is the, that is the beginning of preeminence. Why do you think you are, why do you want preeminence? Because you believe, why, why do you love preeminence? Preeminence is just a way of you saying yourself that you're higher than everybody. Now, nothing makes you feel higher than everybody, especially amongst us, like revelation. I mean... I mean, you have more respect for people that have revs than you do. You respect some people more because of revs. Am I lying? Of course not. Look, hi, that brother has word. The sister wants to marry the brother because he has word. Excuse me. After the word, some people have used those revs to beat their wives. Why? Because at the end of the day, it is not about just the revs. It must be converted to a way. If that way is not converted by instruction, we heard Jesus was converted by instruction. I didn't read that last part. Let's read the last verse in, uh, and I close. Uh, uh, Luke chapter 2. The last verse of that, of that of, uh, you know, in, in 40, they told us that Jesus was filled with wisdom. Now look at uh, Luke chapter 2, verse the last word. Thank you. This was the person in verse 40 that was filled with wisdom. But by reason of him being subject to his parents, as per the instruction of the father, they said Jesus now increased in wisdom. How did somebody that was full of wisdom now increase with wisdom? Excuse me, there was space in him that he was un, untouched by that abundance of revelation. It was untouched. So he was full. They say he was filled with wisdom. No more space. All of a sudden, after obeying the Lord, he now increased the wisdom. Where did that wisdom go? That means the greater capacity. Capacity to do what? Capacity to have stature and favor with God. Which we did not see. We saw grace, but we didn't see favor in verse 40. So please, brethren, son and father is one nature. One nature. The son sees what the father is doing. He's in love with what the father is doing and does not overstep his bounds because he knows that everything that he is doing of himself is something that the father actually worked out in him. There's nothing for the son to do if the father's not doing anything. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. The son has no idea of his own. And I, in closing, the Lord will use our natural submission relationships to train us along this regard. He will use it. If you cannot submit to a person you have seen, is it God? God's ways are past finding out. You can use all your whole life to find out why his ways are past finding out. I still conclude that his ways are past finding out. And he now uses a human being to train you. To say, okay, follow us. You have this way, way you want to, way you want to do something. I say this in very last, last, last. I, it's like it's as if Pastor Uzo's uh, something is doing me. <laughs> Pastor Moses sent me to do something. He gave me a, a task in EGFM. It was Pastor Moses that gave it to me. He said I should go ahead food service. I did not want to go. Everything in me rejected it because I had done well in the environment I was before. And I just said, no, that in fact, the, the consensus, they said, I'm just being lazy in that department. I'm not doing anything. The department is on auto run. I should go to somewhere else. So they moved me. I was, I was not happy. I said, I was going to pack all the people that worked with me in lodging, which I was then. I'll pack all of them. Come and work with me in food service. They are my people. They are my own. 
I said it in the presence of Pastor Kunle Okujobi, lovely brother. And he said to me, jokingly, said, why are you behaving like those pastors who when they transfer them, they pack all the members? <laughs> ah, that thing touched me to my bone. It touched me. I said, ah, ah, it touched me. Oh, no, no, it touched me. So I said, okay, I will go alone. I will go all by myself. Launch out to the deep. Not caring what where I perish, I perish. I will just go. And I went. And I remember my first assignment, sitting on the steps opposite the dining hall. Uh, uh, sitting outside. And the Lord said something to me. And, and that has been a hallmark for, for submission. He said, you see, submission is diff- hard, totally different from hard work. You can be very hardworking, but your hardworking is rubbish by your lack of submission. So if you did not come here, no matter how much you did in that department you are, you will not have been blessed and you will not have been a blessing. So it's not about, what, in all my configuration, I did not want to be there. What am I doing with food? I'm a man. I swore in 1999 I would never have anything to do with food in my life again. In 1999, I swore. Pastor Ola was there at that meeting. We had a food, we had a, we had a love feast in my church and it was such a mess. I said, I, I said, I will never sell food in 1999. Fast forward to 2015. There was Holy Ghost Roberts had done at me that day. 2015 years, I served food for five years. I wore an apron. I said, wear an apron. You will serve this food. Why? I learned about submission in that thing. What God, see, what, what the Lord, what the Son, what the Father enjoys from the Son is that ability to be, to be sent anywhere he goes and knows that the Son is not, doesn't have an ulterior motive in his mind. No agenda. No agenda. Because he knows that what am I doing with my agenda? The father has all the agenda. In fact, the father is the agenda. He is the agenda. At the end of the day, if I don't do what the father is, okay, if I please myself and I displease the father, who has he helped? Number one, remember we have an enemy. Who, who's, whose hallmark is making sure that I use all your energy in rebellion. The Lord will strengthen us all. Amen. In the name of Jesus. So one of the things we are enjoying, I said it's finally I'm done. This apostle of the way that's been unveiled to us, this reality of the apostle of the way, is what's going to give potency to all our revs. Our revs are now, are, are, are now about to be turbocharged. Why I say turbocharged? Satan will now be afraid. God, now, when Jesus is speaking, he's speaking from a point of what God has worked out in him. By reason of him walking in the ways of those revs, the Lord will teach us to walk as well. The words that God has put in God's servant's mouth in this season is for the unveiling of ways, or to put it away, Pastor Paul put it, how to use those revs to become the nature that Satan fears, and then God, God respects and God is expecting us. Can we lift up our hands and, and ask the Lord in this season, I will know your ways. The abundance of revs that have come to me, or the trickles that have come to me, in your mercy they will be converted to ways. They will be converted to ways. I will not, not one of these will, 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 will will we'll fit, will we'll fade away as it were, or will not accomplish the reason for which you sent it. The abundance of revelations are to work out ways in me and work out ways that please the Father. I'm supposed to be established on those ways. Can you ask the Lord to help us in this regard? None of those realms will fall to the ground void. Satan will not use them against us. Rather, will they be used even to us to, 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 to measure out a stature, even a conversation of life that the Lord himself is pleased with. So we can also receive that shout from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased in the name of Jesus.